Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast, part of the Wall of Content series coming at you with Jeff Booth and Knut Svonholm on the same interview. This one was easy for me. I just kind of sat back and watched it all unravel in front of my eyes. It was uh, amazing to see these two great minds bouncing ideas off of each other. Please go and check out both of their books. Jeff wrote the book, The Price of Tomorrow. Knut has written two, Sovereignty Through Mathematics and Independence Reimagined. And if you're into reading, you can also go and check out my book. I'll do a quick shell for my book. That's Choose Life. You can find all of these books on Amazon. Before we get into the show, I, of course, want to give a shill to some brilliant services you'll find around the world in the UK, coinfloor.co.uk, across Europe, Relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H, and in the US, swanbitcoin.com. Now, if you use forward slash bitten on all of these websites, you'll get a landing page and some information on breaks in commission or a free 10 bucks if you're in the US and using Swan. These companies are there to help you stack sats and start getting some satoshis. Now, once you have those sats, you're going to want to take control of them. Please do that by checking out a Bitcoin-only wallet. It's called the Bitbox 02 edition. And you can find it at shiftcrypto.ch. And again, use forward slash bitten and that you get you a small discount. I hope you really enjoy this episode. It was great fun to do with these guys. Always love chatting with them. Enjoy it and I'll catch you after the show. Okay, we are recording. We are recording to try and capture the madness between Lauren and uh, and myself trying to prepare for this interview, which Jeff and Knut have been uh, privy to. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Great to see you. Great to Thank see you. you guys too. Yeah, good to see you. And, uh, Don't touch the wires. Okay. <laughs> good to see you, Lauren. Good to see you too. Now, did... Do you actually have a question? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I actually started this question a few minutes ago mm-hmm. when I said I don't have a question. And I was like, that, oh, wait, that I was do. actually seconds ago. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, my question is, why did you, wait, did you, is it, is it you the one who asked them to come on? <laughs> no, no actually uh ask Canute. ask Canute why why we've we've jumped on this okay yeah, yeah. why did you um <clears throat> create create or arrange arrange this call this um podcast, podcast. yeah well i'm a i'm a huge fan of jeff's uh especially after having read his book which is excellent the price of tomorrow so um I tweeted something at him and I got a response and I got real happy about that. And uh, we set up this this call. I 
I asked him if he wanted to a conversation one day and he said, yes. So here we are. More, more than that. So one day we're going to be playing guitar together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You like my little song there as well. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I see the, the guitar behind Jeff. So yeah, are you gonna um, are you gonna grow the hair out again, Canute, and go back to rock and roll days? Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't go to uh, to hair salons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife cuts my hair, but she hasn't done it in a while. So I guess it'll grow back a bit longer before Miami. And uh, I guess that's where we'll jam. Jeff, are, are you coming to Miami? As, as long as we, I can get in and out of Canada without a... Right, right now, there's quarantine. I'd have to quarantine back for 14 days. And I don't know if I can handle that. So I, I, I'm, I'm on the standby list based on that. All right. Uh, I'm uh, trying to figure out if they're going to let me in or not to uh, like all the Europeans were banned from the US but uh, I have a couple of friends now over there who can write me uh, some form of proof that I'm going there for work I'm combining business and pleasure or <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah. that's our way around it because we've been looking into this as well. And I was, I was just hoping uh, Mayor Suarez would just like, yeah, you know what, guys, for this, for this, uh, you know, week long period, it's it's game on. Um, but like uh, as Jeff said, you d you don't know what's going to happen when you get back to your own country. What are they no, going to no. insist on? Well, if we're going into lockdown, it's nothing really because I, we don't want to go anywhere. And also, <laughs> and also, it's just like lockdown in the first place because i do homeschooling mm -hmm. and yeah so it's no big deal um it's we'll, we'll you know we'll see, we'll see. you mean we, we you want mean, to be there you mean you're grounded anyway lauren always um, well i'm not more or less <laughs> um we just stopped going to school and we're doing it online now with this different school even your dance class has gone on Zoom now, hasn't it? Oh, it's so much more fun because, like, like he tells us what to do, mm -hmm. and sometimes he can't see what like we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So then, so you end up dancing like Canute, <laughs> like nobody's watching. <laughs> All right, yeah. but do you have any more questions? Yeah, I got a question. Mm -hmm. Would you guys sing at the uh, 100K party? I think we will. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Great. Okay. We, we, we have a gig, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will try to uh, finish up the lounge version of uh, F.U. Money, my new hit song, my new hit single. Uh, I, I found an old synthesizer from the around the year 2000 and there's like some uh, jazzy backbeats and stuff there uh, so i'm working on a lounge version <laughs> uh, maybe jeff can play guitar to that <laughs> maybe <laughs> all right so you there you go you just arranged the gig for the 100k yes. party we'll let we'll let john know yeah that he needs to find some uh, some yeah. space in the evening's proceedings mm -hmm. Are you coming, Lauren? Try. Yes, of course. I will never miss it. If I yeah. do, then I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah. want to go. I yeah. really want to go. You know that it's next weekend, right? 
Ha ha, very funny. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> this is the, I mean, it's a 100K party. You never know when Bitcoin's going to touch 100K. Do you know mm. if he's at like 70 or 80 or 90? What? Uncle Chad. Uncle Chad? Oh, wait. Uncle... How old Uncle Chad is? <laughs> no, do you know? How... Wait, wait, wait. I'm getting mixed up with my uncles. Chad, <laughs> Uncle Bud and... Okay, yeah. Okay, so Uncle Chad. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, do you know how much, like, like how how long until we're up to 100k oh we're halfway there we're just over halfway there so 60k around six we're around 60k at the moment 55 60 yeah okay good Mm -hmm. i i have a question for you lauren is is your uncle chad a giga chad by any by any chance (laughs) a giga chad giga chad it means he's like um like a, a, a how would you explain it like a mega boss <laughs> that's what he's known as in the bitcoin community because uh, he just keeps buying shit tons of bitcoin <laughs> um yeah maybe i don't know right, right. we're gonna do the interview yeah right okay. say good night bye thank you Bye, Lauren. Bye. Great to have you here, guys. And and Jeff, I think you should be uh, very honoured. Um, Knut has uh, he's he's shilled your book ahead of his too. I've I know. I, seen I know. And he's got some good books there too. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thank you. I never see. I've never I, seen. I love, I love that you do that with Lauren in the, in the intro. It was such a cool experience. And and I wish it was later than uh, than twelve here, so I could join you for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not not quite drinking time there. Although I did see you on the toxic happy hour getting a little bit, <laughs> yes, exactly. a little. Bit. Can you, did you crash that one or not? Or is that the one episode you've not crashed? Uh, it's like the one episode I haven't crashed. I think that <laughs> <laughs> uh, very... just happened. I, I I started watching them and I, and then they saw me in the chat and wanted me in a couple of times. So so now I'm like <laughs> uh, the house band there. Or, whatever yeah, they're, <laughs> <always bad. laughs> they're they're fun guys <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah yeah it's it's awesome it's a great show and uh preston even crashed one i think with pierre hochard which uh is is brilliant it's just great to see what they're doing and they're very proud jeff of the fact that you were on there pre-midday chugging beers with them having fun and your <laughs> mom turned up in the chat <laughs> <laughs> no kidding <laughs> yeah yeah they're excellent right so where where should we take this guys what's in what direction uh should we go canute do you have anything at the uh the forefront of your mind yeah well i've been thinking of uh of jeff's book and uh and similarities put to my books and uh i'd like to hear his thoughts on one of my thoughts and that is uh, a, a thesis that I lay out in Independence Reimagined, which goes something like: the uh, the cheaper uh, a money uh, a type of money is to produce, uh, the uh, a, a, all prices go up in comparison to that. If if uh, if everything is uh, denominated in in euros or dollars, prices go up over time, since the cheapest thing to produce there is is the money or the currency and 
uh, since Bitcoin is the literal opposite of that, which is like the what what over time will become the most uh, costly thing to produce there is. I don't see a point uh, where where prices uh, stop dropping. The the prices of everything else. If you have a uh, deflationary currency, is there a point in time where where prices stop dropping? And I don't see that. I tweeted today about uh, about the Tesla thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, you can buy a Tesla for a Bitcoin, and Elon will not convert that Bitcoin into dollars, uh, but he will keep it in Bitcoin. He tweeted that today, and uh, I tweeted that uh, today you can buy a Tesla for a Bitcoin, and one day someone will buy the entire company for one bitcoin and i I got a lot of feedback from that like like, uh, a lot of people were saying like well tesla holds uh, thousands of bitcoins so so that will never happen but i still believe since since this thing is absolutely scarce uh, they will be lost over time and there will come a point in time where uh, provided that the network still works then but but that's like that's like uh, the 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 underlying thesis that for all the arguments uh, uh, that there will be a time a point in time where one bitcoin will buy you in the entire tesla company maybe not uh, probably not in this generation or like even five generations ahead but at some point in the future maybe the year 3000 or something so, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, Jeff. Like, uh, is there a point where prices stop dropping if, 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 every, if everything in the world is uh, denominated in Bitcoin? So, um, so I think it's a bridge too far to say you could buy Tesla for a, a Bitcoin because enough people are going to lose, uh, lose that uh, or lose their Bitcoins. But, but what I do 100% agree with the thesis. Um, in fact, that's the, that was the whole point. Uh, of, of my book, that technology is technology is creating uh, such deflationary pressure, and essentially, it's information. Most of our world is moving to information, and we can do things better through information. And products are becoming information, and and that information wants to be free. And and so most of the deflation is in front of us. A staggering amount of the deflation is in front of us. We've just started. Um, the deflationary pressure, and and in response to the deflationary pressure, that's where most people got this. That kind of have it totally backwards. They're talking about the debt. They're talking about the all of the monetary easing, and and all of that is in response to try to grow against deflation. It's which what came first, and so you have an you have an economic system that requires inflation to work. Then you have a structural change of technology driving abundance or de- uh, deflationary pressure into our lives and pricing wanting to go down. And the economic response of the existing system has to try to print money or first load with debt and lower interest rates. And when that doesn't create enough inflation to overcome the deflationary pressures, now print money to be able to do the same thing. So you have a massive structural change competing against each other in the in the world, and all literally, literally, and most of the Bitcoin community knows this, um, but many other people don't. Um, that just about every second order effect that you can speak to, uh, inequality, 
um, the, the tensions around the world, geopolitical tensions and everything else, all of them are caused by that, by that, by that structural yeah. thing. And so, so, so there is no way, period, that an inflationary uh, policy can work against what's happening with technology today. I totally with, agree. With, without, without concentrating all power in the hands of, uh, of, of, of the state. And, and you and we know a lot of people in the Bitcoin community know what that would or you just do a thought experiment what would that would look like if somebody controls the money unilaterally and every single thing that you do where you transact what you do then that unilateral power can also take a, take away your access to it like that so if you if you hope if you actually trust governments or anybody to actually print money and just decide instead of the free market decide who gets what careful what you wish for because it 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 moves that way really fast and 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 the alternative universe for bitcoin succeeding is a really dystopian future um so so but to to now back to your back to your point um, the um, Bitcoin is a forcing function that that forces free market ec economics that we haven't seen. Like we talk about capitalism, it, it doesn't look like capitalism today. It's crony capitalism, but forces that free market and every, everything else and forces prices to constantly go down. Yep, in other yep. words, and, and, and instead of prices going down because people say, okay, well, my income will go down and, my, and this will go down and they get stuck because it's such a, it's a, it's a structural change and they can't paint the picture of what the future could look like because they're living in an existing world. Um, so they're measuring everything else and they, and they get really, and, and the fear amps up and they want to ignore it. That's what ends up happening or, or push away from it. They can't be true. But what ends up happening is if you let Bitcoin, if you let something like Bitcoin or Bitcoin uh, work, it fixes this pr this problem and the, uh, the abundance from, from the gained has to be broadly distributed. If it's not broadly distributed, let's imagine a monopoly power saying, um, I'm, um, as labor comes out, prices aren't gonna come down. I'm gonna keep prices high. What do you think the other labor would do to beat that monopoly power, they would attack. Like they, they would attack those prices, those high prices, and 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 you would constantly have, have falling prices with technology. With the, 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 the natural forces would be most broadly distributed to society under a Bitcoin standard. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, and what what's kind of played on my mind, Jeff, since since reading your book last year. And having conversations with you and other Bitcoiners about it, I was just reflecting on this today. It's 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 so natural that you know any entrepreneur that starts a business is going to figure out the way to hire technology to automate to increase production and, and increase efficiency. Like a, a, an entrepreneur is there pretty much. That that's what they do. That and, and over time they will drive themselves and the prices of their product pretty much so low 
through the use of technology that they will then go on and discover something else. And we call this serial entrepreneurs, right? And we think these guys are amazing and you are one of these people. Um, but this is, this is, I think, like natural human instinct to, to do that. We, for whatever reason, we've, we've had the wool pulled so far over our eyes to believe in inflation and to believe that prices should go up. That when your book just suddenly lands down and we're like, oh my God, that's just intuitive. That That is absolutely 100% what should be going on. And, and, and Dan, I think that was, and, and maybe in, in that, but it, it is, it, I think that was one of those things that people were talking about different silos of information, not connecting the dots. Um, and, 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 and I think what you, what you said is uh, with that, with the book, and that's actually why I wrote it. I couldn't, that square peg in the round hole didn't work. There's no way it could work for me. And I wanted to explore that thesis deeper. And when I explored that thesis, remember, I learned a whole bunch of this on the way through exploring the thesis as well. I didn't realize that because, because you're, I'm living in a system too. I didn't realize um, that there, before I did the research on the book, that there was $185 trillion of printing over or printing or debt creation over the last 20 years to stop that from happening. I didn't, didn't realize how big, like that's this, this, just say that again, how big a number that is, or that, that, yeah. or that, 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 that debt creation only for every $4 you created, you only created $1 of growth. Um, and, and that's looking backwards. So, so some of these things as a, and, and it just went, Oh, wow. This is a structural change. This is, a, and I could disagree with, I, I could not like it. I could decide, uh, it, it, um, but I can't ignore it. And, and what's, what's happening now is once you pose that question and, um, and that's kind of what the book's done, but others uh, now a whole bunch of really great minds are building on it and pu pulling that forward. Once you pose that question, the existing system deserves it. Like you have to answer it. And if you can't answer it without waving your arms and saying, we'll just keep on printing our way out of it. And, and how does that make sense in a free market? So, so now, now it forces a question on the existing system. And once people are starting to understand what this existing system looks like, it demands a response. Um, and, 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 and that's why intellectually curious people are, are, are really diving in and wanting to learn more and dig deeper and do. And once they find the answers, they're going, it, it, that, that's actually why they turn into Bitcoin maximums. <laughs> because they can't believe that what they see and what's so true, it's factual everywhere that other people can't see it. It's a, a, um, and, and they want other people to see it. Completely agree. And let's, let's stick with this Bitcoin maximalist term because there are still so many mainstream economists uh, that get into like hissy fits and shit fights on twitter with with some bitcoiners Knut, i know you've uh, you've seen this play out and uh, you're you're very much a maximalist yourself what um i'm sure you echo jeff's sentiments what i'm sure you as well want to add your your own kind of take on that yeah i can totally relate to to figuring things out while writing whilst writing about them uh <laughs> because like when you, when you try to put your thoughts on paper, you uh, you tend to follow uh, um, to follow the thought vector as far as it leads you. Uh, 
so so uh, and if you really think this through this is how uh, how i came up with everything divided by 21 million concept because because that's the inevitable conclusion if this keeps on doing what it's doing everything there is will be uh, in bitcoin and in such a world we'll have a fully functional uh, free market global free market instead of a handicapped one which we have now and that's a completely different society to what to what we see today and none of us can imagine what it will look like be, because it's so vastly different from from what we have now uh, can i just build on that and then and then keep going can I, so so one of the thing I, th I think that's really important and i think you're right it's everything divided by uh, uh so call it 400 trillion divided by uh 21 million that's but if you're if you're saying that number it's a reference point for what purchasing power looks like today. That's all it is. Because tomorrow that number is going to be a lot bigger. Yeah. But but the quote and, so and, 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 and and then and, and then because what we really should be looking at it in, to to you, the first point you made is when you measure in Bitcoin, all prices are going to come down forever. Yeah. But the <laughs> to your point there, the quote from the article is actually not everything divided by tw 21 million but everything there is and everything that ever will be divided by 21 million i, I, I yeah. guess what I'm, I'm guessing what i'm getting at is in this semantics it's um so I, I have this conversation with my friend friends all the time lumber prices have increased three times this year house prices are going cra crazy yeah. there's no universe where that actually makes sense no. And, and so, but they believe housing always goes up and lumber prices always go up and we got to get in more housing right now because, of, and that's only true while you're changing the denominator. It's only tr true as you're driving all of, all of this printing. So as a reference point for where we are right now, it's approximately 400 trillion, trillion divided by 21 million. Yeah. And that reference point will change tomorrow and it'll change the next day and it'll change that, uh, the next day. So if you could get a sense of what Bitcoin would look like in your life, one Bitcoin would look like, divide by 400 trillion right now. No. Two years from now, you might need to divide it by 800 trillion. Exactly. Uh, and th th this is also why I, I don't think that Bitcoin will ever become a unit of account. Because it, its purchasing power is constantly going up, and I, I just don't see a point in the future where there's a point to 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 using it as as a uh, uh, a unit of account in the in the sense of the word uh, that we use now, because and you can't. And that's where I would disagree, because 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 the existing currencies are going to fail. And so the, the two systems cannot work forever in parallel. No, I agree to that. But I think the very definition of a unit of account will change as well. Since, since it's such a vastly different thing when, when prices go down every day. You can't really... Uh, the, the, uh, the, the predictability of the current system uh, is it, gone in a, in a Bitcoin denominated, denominated no, but, work. And, and by the way, this is this is actually an awesome part of the conversation because it's kind of exploring uh, different ter territory. But in my belief, in in my belief, it's uh, Bitcoin would get less volatile as as we uh, go forward, um, as if there weren't the same printing, 
driving crazy pricing and everything else, you would see the natural forces. So we're talking about two different things. The deflationary event that is going to be forced on society at some point because of breaking the rules of capitalism and, and, and trying to print a, a way out of, uh, out of that. The only reason that deflation that people are talking about um, is, is, is a hard landing, whatever this looks like, and it's what governments are trying to avoid. Because if they let deflation happen today, every banking institution fails, every government institution fails, everything fails. So I understand the predicament they're in because they can't stop it. No. Right. There's, there's nothing they could do. Because if you let that happen, there's no way yeah. to pay back. Yeah. Everything fails. But yeah. Now that let's keep going. Yeah. I, I, think we're, I think we're talking about two different things, though, because what I'm envisioning is far ahead in the future. So, so it's not that, it will, uh, that the dollar will still be the unit of account. I just think we need another, uh, another, another version of unit, the concept of a unit of account, since I believe that when, when the dollar is gone and when the euro is gone and when, when everything is in Bitcoin... Uh, then we will have a fully functional global free market, which will propel the purchasing power forward even faster than what's happening now. Uh, especially if you take every all the things that you mentioned in your book with a, uh, every increasing power of AIs and, and such things and, and like transportation costs go to zero, production costs go to zero, everything goes to zero. So, uh, so that's... Uh, it's hard for me to envision what such a world looks looks like, but I'm 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 trying to think as far ahead as I can here, as a, a, to to foresee the a, a very distant future where where everything is in Bitcoin and we've had it for a couple of years or even a, a century. Where do you any thoughts on that? Do you... so, so that's actually kind of why I went. So the first part is and why people get confused is. We're living in a different world that is that is that we're absolutely devaluing currency, and and we know that at some point that ends. Governments are going to try to create their own central bank digital currencies to try to that won't stop it. They might get together to try try to create a bank or type of unit to try to stop, it, but that it won't happen fast enough to be able to, I, I believe, prevent Bitcoin from being. Uh, in, a, a standard, a, a uh, everything pegged to Bitcoin. Could currency, other currencies peg to current to Bitcoin and and manage their own economies um, separately? Probably, but I think Bitcoin essentially is a forcing function that creates that. Now go through the okay. In it, in some sort of event, we have to move from uh, an inflationary uh, world to a deflationary one. And if you measure your world in Bitcoin, you're already doing it. Yeah. It's already happening for you. If you don't measure your world in Bitcoin, you're not. So the more people onto Bitcoin and the more people that are realizing what is happening, and that's why they would never sell their Bitcoin right now, because, because we're still in, it's going, at some point, it's going to break from one system to another. And that's going to, and, and that same, that same breaking is the, hyperbolic rise in Bitcoin price. Right. Now, now, on the other side of that, 
The only reason your house is valued at what it is is because of the printing, the $185 trillion of stimulus. It shouldn't be valued at that. In no, of course. Bitcoin world. And all pricing is a mirage. Uh, and all that pricing is a mirage, and you guys know this well, stealing our time. Well, yeah, yeah. Treadmill, treadmill, expecting prices to rise, spending more of our time working to be able to to get more jobs, higher paying jobs, to be able to keep the prices rising. And then the existing system, prices fall, jobs fall. Um, and, and as a, that, that unit of account, which I think it is a unit of account, takes more purchasing power but after the transition it it matches the it matches the normal rate of the technology deflation it matches the yeah rate. yeah yeah i i just i just don't see it as very useful for like uh the price of milk for instance like well, well maybe we'll uh, because of it, it it being the opposite of fiat currency like uh and and absolutely scarce it might be hard to um, uh, to use it as a unit of account, even even after it has taken over. Well, I, I think that's uh, where that's where the layer two and Lightning Network and everything else will. It will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, of course, there will be systems for that as well. Right. But um, yeah, and to your point about uh, time and stealing time, uh, the, we were talking about uh, inventions and entrepreneurship before, and like. Uh, every every tool that man ever created uh, or uh, we created in order to save time for someone to save save time somewhere right so 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 everything is about time and everything is about saving time productivity is about time uh, and uh, so, so so that's the only thing and uh, uh, when you think of it that way it's it's really mind-boggling uh, how how much time has been stolen from us uh, through via inflation, uh, and I, I believe strongly that that the the, the rapid uh, rise in Bitcoin's price is a reflection of how how fool we've been uh, since since we went off the gold standard, basically. If you go to that productivity that you said and how economists measure uh, productivity. Um, they're measuring they're they're the way they're measuring is for an old system so yeah. i'll give you a really simple example of, of as everything gets transitioned into data measure the productivity of your camera you use uh, like the photos we use today is, is a staggering amount of photos that we used before and the way we measured productivity before is the gain and efficiency of photos and prices pricing on camera on on digital film things that measured into gdp now those things photos are completely free and we use an abundance of they're completely free um and and you can take a billion photos and pick the best one and 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 they're all in a, it's all free measure yeah. that productivity so that you so you've had massive staggering productivity gains that aren't showing up in any economist models yeah just us sitting here having this conversation for free is yeah. it, it, uh, I, it was unimaginable unimaginable when I grew up when we had three uh, no two state funded uh, television channels and that was it uh, and three radio channels and that's that's all we had here like like there was no free market in media at all yeah. so so it's really yeah. it's called programming for a reason right Knut? exactly <laughs>
<laughs> a nice quote from your book, I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff, very, I want to ask. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's Daniel's yeah. contribution. <laughs> Jeff, I want to ask you about uh, policies going on in Canada at the moment, because I know you've been invited into the House of Commons a few times and some politicians or policymakers have, have read your book. Um, do you have hope or is there something else going on? What, what are you feeling? I don't. Um, it, from a, and and I, I wish I did. But, but again, and, and this is where we have these labels for what we think government looks like or what the, and, and, and we think it's this big structure against us right and, and or central bankers and everything else and and it's just a whole bunch of individual people trying to do their best job um and what's ha what's happening is more of those individual people are starting to look deeper in what we're talking about and those individual people are now getting elected and they're starting to ask questions and so that's what a kind of government looks like. So it's not this just big opaque structure with one person at the top saying all these, uh, these rules. It is a little bit, but what I would say in, in talking to a lot of how far behind people are on what we're talking about, how early we are on Bitcoin. Um, it, it's just, it's incomprehensible. Like when you do, when you, when you think uh, about when you talk to some of politicians about what's going on, but then, but then spend a minute in their shoes, right? They're elected, they're uh, from a whole bunch of different range of classes, jobs, everything else, and they're, they're elected. And they hear central, the same experts come in in central banks, why we need inflation. And they have policy meetings on why this is, and, and how would they know to question that? And then they, then through the door every day, every day, they're, I need you to save this industry. I need you to save this industry. This industry is going to fail. Um, if we don't print this money, if you don't do, do this and hand out, we, like all these jobs go away. They're all living in a system that's feeding back the same knowledge into the system. So it's really hard to step back and say, say, okay, what do we do? And, and if you, so if you were Powell today, what would you do? And, and that's, that's, and, and, and really seriously, I, cause I've done the mental math on every single <laughs> vector that, I, that you could, um, what would you do? The entire, the entire world stops. It just keeps on deflating down. Uh, it just keeps on down because nothing's backing the system. You have $130 trillion of negative real interest bonds. Today you see the because they're they're buying the short the short term their yield control on short term but long term rates are going going up, and and as the long term rates go so to take that 130 trillion of negative real interest bonds, that is the on your best day you're going to lose money, and you know it's going to be way worse than your best day, so that it becomes what people deem as the safe bet today is the most unsafe bet. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a lot of people, as they question that, are starting to come out of that and they're putting money into Bitcoin. And they're starting to realize, that's why Elon put money into Bitcoin. That's why he's just, that, that, that's why people are curious enough to ask this question and say, okay, what it, what's backing this? And nothing's backing it. 
except for a counterparty risk all the way down. So if you allow deflation to happen on that, and if you lose control of that, the whole thing falls down. So now if you're Powell or anybody else, any other central banker, what do you do? You keep on, you, you keep on pretending, extending and pretending um, on this. And hopefully, my hope is you're also thinking something like Bitcoin is inevitable. We need to, we need to in the background, build the on-ramps to it. I, that's my, that's my hope. But if you're, uh, but I, that, uh, who, who knows, but that's, uh, that, uh, that's my hope. The financial infrastructure that can, can drive the transition to it. Uh, uh, that's, that's my hope. But in the, in the meantime, you can't let it, you can't really let it fail. So they're forced on a path, but that path isn't just they're forced on the existing path. Remember, 2008, remember $250 billion and the marches on Wall Street? Mm -hmm. And now we're talking $5 trillion and $9 trillion and everything else. And uh, nobody, oh yeah, and everybody's saying, oh yeah, that's good. Well, just, just so you know, in five years from now, you keep, keep projecting this forward. It has to be, it's math. It has to be exponentially more printing to be able to, uh, to, to combat what's happening with technology. Yeah, politicians seem so detached from reality, though. They they always talk about uh, like such arbitrary things that has have nothing to do with 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 the real problems. Uh, so that is so. Can I, I I agree with you, but but uh, but but again, if you're them, and you because mm -hmm. I've I've sat in these meetings, yeah, I've sat in the, and and lots of them. And this, and and what I conclude is, this isn't bad people uh, willfully ignoring. Uh, I don't believe it is. No, they're, they're just they're just so caught up in the existing. It, why I use that blockbuster example all the time, uh, blockbuster versus Netflix, and I used it in the book and everything else is, the way that a system protects itself, even even when it's so logical that it's changing, is pretty it, it, it's pretty set in stone. And, and, and so, because people make a decision to protect the status quo and they don't know they're, they're, they're actually accelerating the demise of the status quo. This is a structural change and there's nothing that, that it can be done to, there is no status quo, but that pr produces a whole bunch of fear response, everything else. And can you, and, and just be a politician and, and imagine what your region would look like if you if you didn't print yeah and how do you guys feel about uh you know wh where does the buck stop obviously we all look to the politicians and we look to our leaders of countries um the central banks uh the, you know head of the imf or head of the european central bank head of the fed whoever is that the top or is there something then above that we have no idea about i think we're the top I think that's so. I, I and 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 really, it, 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 this is tied to information. Information today is free. Information and and, and for a long time, printing press, the the scientific method, everything office. When information is free, or becomes free, less cost. Information spreads rapidly. Then it's error corrected, and there's a whole bunch of misinformation in that. Right. And so, so people have their take. And if you said the scale today, information is free. 
and, 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 and not like printing press, it's traveling at light speed and it's being error corrected. And so if my thesis is wrong, it will be error corrected and something else will be right. If Bitcoin's wrong, it'll be error corrected. But the rate of that happening right now is actually spreading information, power to people, to, to people driving onto Bitcoin. And once they see it, they can't unsee it. And, and so, so there is nothing that can be done to stop that. Before, if you had kind of said, what was the top before? And the conspiracy theories and everything else. And I believe in some, some, some of, not conspiracy theories so much, but World Economic Forum and everything else, trying to put a picture of what the world looked like together so that everybody could fit in their, a story, right? And then there would be people, at, then there would be people at the top. Right, and not trying to hurt people, so, so to speak, but trying to uh, trying to create a, a narrative and a story that worked for more people, more, more people. And out of that narrative, uh, many of those people at the top won an excess, especially in something like crony capitalism, that won an excess of trying to continue it on. What I would say is that whole thing is breaking down today because information is free and it's becoming error corrected and, and the people, us, are in power now. Yeah. Uh, Nothing can change that because now the existing system to be able to retain control need, need, needs, needs a story that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two questions or like two things I want to explore here. Uh, the mm -hmm. first, the first one is the uh, to the uh, blockbuster analogy. Uh, Jeff, are you afraid of that point wh whenever it happens? Like, is that a, or will it be as as beautiful as when blockbuster disappeared because something better just came along? Uh, or, but when it comes to the world economy, or and and even the nation states, when they all fall like houses of cards. Uh, Will the transition be smooth or, or violent, in your opinion? I mean, so so, so my I, I I love that question, and it's why if I said the number one reason I'm in Bitcoin, it has nothing to do with the price, nothing to do. The number one reason I'm in Bitcoin is it provides the best trans uh, transmission mechanism to a world of abundance. Yeah, it will still be messy, and and why we want uh, why why I try to do my best to to not create us versus them it, it's really easy to do because people throw stones at you and you and, and, and because they don't know or they're trying to protect an existence or fear or something else and you want to lash back why i don't typically lash back i just kind of okay great that's what you think is because um because i'm trying to tone down the rhetoric so that more people can get engaged in bitcoin because if i'm right it's really important to them. Yeah, and you can save and, them. And, 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 and then and they have to save themselves. Yeah. I, I can't say... Uh, say no, but I, you, you can I, help them I, save themselves. All I can do is, is here's, my, here's my voice. The more people on, on this, it matters for humanity a lot. I, actually, I, so I believe it's such a big deal besides the money you make. I, mean, I think the, it's the only way, actually... I, this might sound a little radical. I actually think it's the only way that humanity survives. I think it's that important yeah. because you, because the existing system will destroy will destroy itself and end up in geopolitical 
uh, mess, which, and we have weapons of destruction today that, that create a very different world. And there is, I don't think there's a way out from the existing system um, that, that allows the technology abundance that's coming anyways to be transitioned to, to be shared with the broadest set of society. So, so it's that important. To, and, and so do I think it's going to be beautiful? No. Do I think it's going to be, um, do I think um, it's going to be better for more people if more people get in? Yes. Yeah, that, that's about where I am at too. Um, uh, my, my usual answer is, is uh, uh, yes, it, it might be violent, but it will be a lot less violent than if we didn't have Bitcoin, because then we'd have no alternative at all. And uh, the, the, the collapse is coming anyway. Well, so, so, yeah. so take an example right right now in, in, in today with uh, with uh, Tesla talking about selling cars in Bitcoin. That's global. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just and U.S. It's, at the it's moment. Here, it's here first, but obviously they're building the on ramps, and that's kind of a yeah. network works work. The on ramps to all of this are getting stronger and stronger and stronger, yeah. and that means somebody in China might be able to do it one day or somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else. And, and as you do this, as you, as you move this out, it takes away the power of the state. So most of the, most of the dictator, like if you look at dictators, they control the money. Yeah. That's what, uh, and if they don't control the money, they lose their power. So Bitcoin robs power from, uh, from from that kind of geopolitical mess that's uh, happening right, uh, right now in the world. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have a, a, a memory uh, from my early Bitcoin writing days when I wrote articles, and I wrote one called "We're, We're All Venezuelans" about how uh, how inflation is everywhere, and not only in Venezuela. It's just the 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 rate that differentiates uh, the different countries. And I, I got a response from a, a Venezuelan refugee who read the thing and I like, and that made the hairs on my arms stand for sure, because like uh, I had been a, a part of his journey out of Venezuela. And that was like, uh, I could see Bitcoin actually changing the world for, for people that needed it the most. So, so I, I think it's a very humane thing and uh, really important for, for those of us that are worse off. Anyway, to, to the second point of what, what I was thinking about, it's just that you, you said about the in, that everything is information and information is is basically free and uh, abundant, right? Uh, this this is a part of the Bitcoin rabbit hole that I think is vastly unexplored because we also have, now now we also have information that is not free but that is absolutely scarce and uh, absolutely should be absolutely expensive at some point in time. Uh, and uh, the, the phenomenon of like, right now it's uh, memorizing a seed phrase uh, that makes knowing owning, but, but, but I think there are many other ways to think about this because I, I think we've just begun to understand what, what happens when you blur out the line between knowing and owning. Because in Bitcoin, knowing and owning are are the are the same thing. Like if if you know your your Bitcoin seed phrase, you own those Bitcoin. Uh, and and I think there's so much to this that we haven't 
that that is missing that this is a this is missing from the discussion like how how does that affect uh how does it affect the mind how does it affect the way we the way we look at the way we define owning something and it makes me question what what ownership truly is i mean do i really own this mouse do i really own this microphone uh it could be taken away it's much harder to take away my uh, to take my bitcoins than to take my physical stuff so so i i think this is uh, maybe where we're uh, somewhere to go in this conversation well, if you, if, 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 um, I won't take into the Bitcoin for a second, but if you just think about what uh, what companies are doing today, um, in in, in um, I, I'm around this every day. This is what this is what I do. Um, you're creating. Um, you used to buy a record, and you used to be pr proud of your record collection or your CD collection and everything else, and yeah. you have to buy those things. And and now we have an abundance in music, and it's free. Or almost free, yeah. and we have limitless. And the all the creators wanting to come onto that, um, it's taken the cost down for new creators that would have never gone been seen in the old system. That now their music is competing with, 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 uh, with, with other music, and we see more and more in abundance. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's free, information is free, and it's and it, it moves, and it moves at such a rate. But I say it doesn't have to be free. In the old world, in the old, as things get digitized, it doesn't have to be. You could have monopolies consolidating that. But if they consolidate it and say we're going to charge X, then a different competitor changes the changes the uh, changes that game and produces it for and, and puts it together for uh, less money. So there's still, and you know this from my book, but I, I, the um, I came to the conclusion in the book that human intelligence is really just error correction. And, and what we do uh, as humans to be able to practice anything, the more practice we do at anything, we, uh, we error correct information and we can become better and better at it. And, and by doing that, because we can't see all information because we, have, we don't have enough time, we get in the micro and we get into one thing or we get, become an expert and we don't see the transition around everything else. And, entre and entrepreneurs kind of can put patterns together from different things to be able to, to, to look at that. But it, ultimately, it's error correction on information. So more information, more error correction. And today, just look at the world we live in. There's a ton of useless information. Um, <laughs> but, but, it, but, there, but there is. And you don't, yes. it, there's so much information that you don't know which, what, so, so, but it's being error corrected at a rate and the best ideas win and they keep on and it takes us to a new, uh, to a new level. Um, businesses that are available right now to create like what, a, what a car company will look like. You don't buy it. You, you, people believe they buy a car because I used to buy a car or I'm still, uh, because I will love the look of this car or my 66 Mustang because I had, I had a 66 Mustang and I, the primary reason for you buy a car is for convenience. So you can have it anytime you want it. And that can be done with information, essentially yep. uh, self-driving self -driving and a whole bunch of density of cars. And so it's going to change the way car companies look completely, um, probably within 10 years. And so the, so a, a car will look like CDs before it. Yeah. 
Um, and if you, sorry, Jeff, just just to stay on error correction, what we're seeing is Bitcoin, the 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 the, the protocol, the network, error correct itself slowly over time because it's highly incentivized to do so. And that's just going to add to the network effect. It's just crazy. That's that's what's so exciting, uh, Daniel Canute, when you see this, like when you so the layer two and what's happening and so and the rate of growth here and the the entrepreneurs coming in and building businesses off of this and what it like it's moving so fast it's hard to keep yeah. up with how fast this is moving yeah it's mind-boggling uh, and uh w- what what a time to be alive right <laughs> absolutely yeah jeff i'm not sure i've ever heard your rabbit hole story which rabbit hole the Bitcoin rabbit hole. <laughs> How did you find Bitcoin? What, what, uh, what, what turned you away from the Fiat Ponzi and like, you know, just appear in that Bitcoin rabbit hole the first time? What was the first touch? So early, I, I, I read the, the white paper very early. I wish I got in at that time. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was running a bit, I was running a business and some of my, uh, some of my, uh, uh, technology the technology team was on it early I, i've been told multiple times and i loved the the idea behind it all the way up to kind of but you're running a business and you're you, okay we'll look at that and then you're exploring different things so i didn't really probably take it seriously until uh 2016 2017 um and even then i would probably dipped my toe uh into it more than anything um rabbit hole came uh, kind of in writing the book mm-hmm. and realizing and and in in the book i put one paragraph about it in, in, yeah. in the, at the end of the book because i wanted to find out the why first why it was required why something like that was re- required and then then the answer comes out of why something like that is required rather than start the start the other way so i started from is there any other way to to fix the existing system and and really tried to figure figure that out and when i came to the conclusion there isn't then i all the way down the rabbit hole <laughs> 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 no going back now. Yeah. Um, were you shocked by the response of the Bitcoin community when your book hit the shelves? It was uh, it was wild. It was uh, it, it has been wild. It's been I I, I I almost get emotional right now in saying this that the how awesome some of this community is. How how uh, how. First principle thinking. Uh, how it might some of the friends that I've met out of, out of this, you guys and uh, among them, really, really great people. So, uh, so I've been. It's been. It's been su- such a crazy ride, especially that when I wrote when I wrote the book, I thought it'd be the total opposite. I thought <laughs> I'm going to be the pariah. I am going to be. <laughs> I'm going up against a system that has all this in- inertia. And I'm going, and, and there's a potential I lose everything because nobody wants me around. I, um, be, uh, so, so it's been, it's, it, 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 it's one of the best things I've done 
uh, in, in writing the book. I didn't, uh, I didn't do it for the money or anything else, but it's been one of the best uh, because, because you get to meet other really brilliant people out of it. And, and constantly search for better answers. So constantly, constantly error correct for me too. Like if you think about some of this community and what they're adding to, they might take a piece <clears throat> that I put in the book and then build on it. And it sounds way better than I put in the book or, or I might take, we don't know where our ideas come from, right? Sometimes they're in a consciousness over here and everything else and we don't pay attention. And then all of a sudden we put something together with something else somebody said and, 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 and have a new way of explaining, uh, explaining it. So, so when I think about this community and what it does and keeps on kind of driving for um, curiosity, first principles, everything else, it's been, it's been remarkable. It's been just a wild ride. <laughs> I, I totally agree with everything you said there, but on, on a much smaller scale, of course, but I've had, I've had a similar experience with my book and, and just, just talking to all these great minds. Uh, uh, it's, it's a hell of a ride. And when you get, when you get, uh, you guys probably get this too every day, but lots of emails and lots of, when you get talk, uh, people talking about, uh, um, you've, you've changed their lives, they not just, not just change their lives monetary and everything else, but they, they, now they understand the game board and, the, and, and you've changed their lives in a whole bunch of different ways. That means a lot. It actually feels really great to be able to uh, to be able to make that impact. Yeah, every time I get that, it's it's just it still blows my mind. Oh. <laughs> From time to time, people say that to me, like your book really changed my life, and, and that's it's just a, a great feeling. Yeah. It's not why I wrote the book. I, I wrote the book more for for myself, but but of course. Of course, I'm happy that that it's doing well. There is no money that could pay you more than that. What that means? No, it, it, that's actually the point. That's actually why it's it's, it's so remarkable. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I pound the table on this for anybody listening that uh, has that article or has that meme or has that thing to say or wants to start that podcast. You got to do it because you never know who you inspiring you never know who you might inspire you never know what life you might touch there's 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 when you put it in when you frame it up in that way instead of framing it up in money instead of i think i put a tweet out the other day imagine if we could make decisions without being judged and be able to fail without being ridiculed you know where would we be as as society uh, as a race i'm gonna go make sure i like that tweet because uh... yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good quote but it, it's so true and people dm me all the time it's like okay yeah i'm thinking about starting a podcast i'm like do it like come on yeah. let's go don't don't hold back yeah people that are in general are too afraid of failing because they don't see that there's a risk to doing nothing also they, they think that they think the big risk is taking the risk, but 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 I view it as like in it, with everything in life, uh, one of the biggest risks is 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 just keeping on doing what you're doing at the moment and not evolving into, like not 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 even trying. I think a lot of people become really miserable that way. Um, building uh, building onto uh, that 
it, that's what entrepreneurs do. People believe entrepreneurs are giant risk taker. Taker, I completely disagree. Yeah. They're asymmetric bet takers. They what, what exactly. they, they they what they realize is, and and by the way, why they don't typically as an entrepreneur, you don't research all. You don't research forever. You have a thesis and you go, and and you learn along the way. And and if we go back to error correction you're forced to error correct faster or you fail. So, so you're off in the deep end and, you're, and, and if, you, if you don't do that, if you say one day I'll do that, you'll never do it. The thing, the, 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 so so it's, it's a belief in yourself and um, to be able to, uh, to find the answers you need to know. Even when you start, you have, you have no idea how you're gonna figure them out, whether you write a book whether you uh, you have no idea how I'm going to because uh, or what you start a company it all looks it all looks the same and it's that uh, it's that now I have to succeed I have to finish this because I told people I was going to, going to do this that forces you to learn the answers faster. There's a great quote from Benny Anderson of ABBA about creativity and uh, uh, speaking about where ideas come from. And he said that like uh, the, the, the song ideas, they're in the room already and they're floating around and you just have to sit by the piano to catch them. Uh, and, and I can identify with that a lot. Like you, you have to start, start writing or, or start playing or whatever creative thing you're doing. You just have to start doing it and then the ideas will come. Uh, but but you, can't, you can't catch them if you don't have anything to catch them with. Now I imagine uh, a Satoshi Benny lookalike sitting at a keyboard, just waiting for the uh, the ideas to come as he's tapping out the white paper. Yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine coming up with the concept of, of Bitcoin, like uh, how many, uh, how that mind worked. Uh, how but, Satoshi- but, but, but actually, can I, that's that's kind of the point when you think about this. It doesn't look. It, it seems like it, and we celebrate the one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. back to the path like from the 70s to, mm-hmm. uh, to the path that actually created all of the right timing for this to come together for the one person to build on other people's work and then yep. put it all together it does, it, we, we, because, because human beings want to celebrate um, the one person that had the idea and everything else but it typically comes from a whole bunch of iteration and then a breakthrough on that iteration and everything mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I agree. I totally agree with you. That it's 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 an innovation. That how can you beat that innovation? Uh, yeah. But but so it's a it's a huge breakthrough. But it comes on the back of a whole bunch of other breakthroughs. Yeah, he was uh, standing on the shoulders of of giants, definitely. And uh, the 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 key thing thing to to remember there is that the the it's the idea that's important, not the person. Right. Like mm-hmm. we we don't know anything about Pythagoras personality or uh, what kind of a guy he was like the idea matters right <laughs> and we're actually should be talking more about ideas and less yeah. about people That's yeah and it actually goes back but it goes back to um it, it goes back to that error correction and the best mm-hmm. ideas win yeah um but but as human beings we want to celebrate the person that gave us the idea but yeah yeah of course it comes natural to us to we're do that part of the story 
we're all part of this and we can't yeah. we have a really hard time i agree with you but we have a really hard time taking the emotion out of it because it's the it's probably yeah. before communication looked like this yeah. we needed these simple stories with a with a person with a person at the center to remember the story and pass it on to generations that are next generation there had to be a story tied to a human to make it to be able to transfer that story to the next generation yeah so to- Satoshi's epiphany were the the dots all aligning. Right. It wasn't the the big bang. Right. It was yeah, all of those dots aligning, and that was the epiphany. That's that that's yeah. And we don't know how how he viewed this thing, and he was reluctant to tell. Uh, if you don't have the time, I don't have the. Uh, if if you don't understand, I don't have the time to explain it to you. But I I. I suspect that he he thought of it more as a gimmicky thing and maybe a tool for privacy, privacy uh, but not as a uh, potential world changer. We don't know that if he if he envisioned uh, like a deflationary asset being sort of a, a, a an an airbag when the inevitable crash of a, every uh, economical system in the world goes down. Like we don't know what kind of vision he had. If you look back to some of the early message boards and some of the, um, it's amazing how accurate some of the early message boards are to, to, to what yeah. it is. It's staggering. Yeah. Hal, Hal Finney was spot Hal on. on some, yeah. What it Spots could be. on, on so, yeah. many, so many different aspects of this. Right, guys, where do you want to take this next? You tell me. Knut, <laughs> <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh, uh, I'm just uh, enjoying listening to Jeff here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cut, all of, cut all of this, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, about the the current situation in the world and. What what happens post COVID in a in the near term future when when everyone's vaccinated and we all have passports and uh, <laughs> Q, QR codes uh, burned into our foreheads and everything like where are we there? The future, yeah. Will we start traveling again? <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing we could talk a little bit about is. is uh, kind of inflation deflation in the current uh, 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 system because because monetary easing is is actually additive to deflationary pressures because you're, you're over say that again please <laughs> monetary easing is additive to deflationary pressure in, yeah. the, in the economy because you're is it, now it's not for asset prices but but essentially what's happening is you're robbing the greater economy from from progress and it's it, you're taking that money and you're dislocated so it's misallocated capital everywhere which if you assume that that has to be paid back at some point interest rates have to go up it's more deflationary so 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 right now you have a whole bunch of people talking about the massive inflation that's coming and and there will be more inflation coming in the asset prices and everything else and and if now you move into fiscal stimulus at some sort of crazy rate, sustained rate, yes, you can make inflation happen. 
but the, the point here is the minute you remove this, it's over. So, so people are talking about inflation with an expectation for forever printing. And if you do remove the printing, good luck. Like if you say, if you, if you said, what would it, what would end up happening to what would interest rates have to go up to for the free market to survive? And what would that do to the economy or, or anything else? So, so, so the, you're building more and more instability into the existing system, mm-hmm. but, but, but I do not believe, and I might be one of the only ones that you're going to see staggering runaway inflation as measured in, um, as, uh, as measured in, if you said, um, Germany, uh, in, in is right anytime soon. I think you're going to, so I think you're going to see a uptick in inflation in the second quarter as some of this, uh, and then, but remember the deflationary pressures are more they're, they're happening all the time. And, it, and, and if you're running this experiment of printing more money, what's, what do businesses have to do? The only way they can succeed with, uh, without constant handouts from the government is they have to remove labor faster. So th- those things are building more and more pressure on a, a disinflationary, deflationary environment, which means you can never, it's a, it, it, the, the inflationary policy, essentially, you can check in, but you can never leave Hotel California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, break out the guitars. Let's go. I know you're dying. <laughs> but but you're, on that point, Jeff. But, but, but they're, for, they're forced for yield curve control. They're forced for all of this stuff forever. It's never, you know, it could look, it, it, it'll look disjointed as as like you're you're going to see in the next quarter you're going to say inflation went way up and then and then then they're going to try to move out of the markets and then it's they're going to have to come back in so so but it, uh, so I'm not talking about something that's going to be a straight line and then people are going to say you're wrong in this month and then you're right in this month <laughs> but the overall framework this uh there's no way out of the existing system uh, the pennies just dropped for me with ubi talking about this uh because we all know you you know any government temporary measure ends up being as you know as steadfast as anything else so ubi is going to be here to stay so that is going to create huge a huge problem for businesses that is going to force businesses to go to technology because the the you are now competing against the government in the labor market. That's a, that's a race you cannot win. You, you just cannot compete with that. That's about as unfair as it gets for an entrepreneur. So that is going to drive entrepreneurs to go and find autonomy, to go and find AI, to go and find software. And that, again, adds to the deflationary pressure. So, yes, I completely clearly see that now. Thank you. And, and, it's, and it's global. I talked to a, a, a huge real estate developer yesterday in, 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 YPO, in YPO. And, uh, and uh, you know how many employees he has in the U.S.? Two. He's, <laughs> he everything in your book, the things that you talk about in, in, your, in your book, I'm doing, I have labor across the and they're working on Zoom and everything else. If I can hire the best person in, in the world and for a tenth of the price um, and how hard they work and they're working from home anyways, why wouldn't I put them somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he has his labor dispersed around the world uh, working on this and nobody knows, nobody has any idea. 
mm -hmm. uh, that, that they're not working from, from his office. And this, this is, uh, I think as well, how you run some of your businesses. I know you have the one in Thailand. Uh, a question for you. Have you gone on the Bitcoin standard on, on any of your businesses yet? If it's, uh, if, you, if you cannot say, I understand, uh, I'll just be interested to, uh, to know where your, your thoughts are. So I would say my personal parent company that, uh, that makes in, uh, investments in different, different things. Yes. So, um, in some of those individual companies could be, cause they're not my own, or I, I'm co-founder or I'm a, in some of those, not, not, uh, no. So, so, and in one of those, um, shortly moving to that. So it depends on co-founders in the, in the different companies and such. You managed the orange pill. Well done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything to add on that uh, deflationary pressure and stuff that, uh, that we were talking about or yeah, about the UBI, I've, I've said a lot about the UBI and written a lot about the UBI and why it won't work, because I think it's so mm -hmm. obvious that it can't work. But could, uh, in my view, UBI is the thing that they, they need it in order to drive, uh, drive up inflation, right? In order for inflation to actually happen, uh, instead of people just piling stuff, they need... They, they, they need to give hand out the catch to to uh, honey boo boo's mom and so on so 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 the people start spending again uh, um the wealth problem is they're buying bitcoin with it <laughs> that's the yeah, not all thing. of them <laughs> of course not all of them <laughs> yeah too few of them definitely but again but, but again what if we go right back to the beginning of this conversation mm -hmm. it's a whole change and so no matter what you do on this structural change, you're actually making the system more, you're driving more fragility in the system by trying to extend it. But, yeah. but to your point, what choice do they have? Yeah. So, so, so because Bitcoin today isn't ready to be a world reserve currency today and have all the on-ramps to payment mechanisms and everything else today. It will be, but that needs to emerge in, in time so that you can transition uh, between. And that's kind of why more and more people on and the network effect and what's happening behind, behind the system is that path that makes the transition easier. But in the, mean, but it, but in the meantime, uh, if you remove stimulus, everything just keeps on, uh, keeps on crashing. Yeah. To that point and, and about... Uh about Bitcoin businesses and going over implementing a Bitcoin standard, people don't realize how, how easy it is to start a Bitcoin business and just accept Bitcoin as payments and, and have an entire business running completely outside of every other system. Uh, it, it's, uh, you can do it from wherever and anyone could do it, like uh, uh, sell stuff, on, on the lightning network i i think that the lightning network just as it functions today is vastly underrated it's it's the mm -hmm. it's the great technology that no no one talks about and it, when it started off there was a big buzz about it in in bitcoin um circles but but no one's talking about it anymore and it works uh, for me it, it's been flawless since uh, since the first day i used it and like it's 
it's it's such a great great way to innovate uh, in in Bitcoin and build build better stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm even I'm even seeing a a shift actually to the lower generations like Lauren and her friends. They won't be talking about Bitcoin. They'll be talking about Lightning. You know that could become part of the, the the vocabulary. That that could just be, oh yeah, I'll just send you a lightning payment. I'll send me some lightning. You know, or, or it, it. What we're talking about now, like the 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 base layer and the protocol and whatever, and that's just like setting our minds on fire. That might just in four years' time, that could just be we're the old fuddy duddies that's still going on about that, and the the next group of guys are like, God Thanks, damn it, what? <laughs> you expect you expect so, Jeff? <laughs> Yeah, I expect so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because uh, like you need to do one transaction from from your regular address to a Bitcoin address. If you're just using a custodial wallet on your phone, like, but when you're on that, uh, when you're on Lightning, it's it's even easier to use than than uh, like base layer Bitcoin. So uh, I don't get why it's not bigger than it is. Like for school kids, and so. I, I think you know it's just a, it's early, but but I it, but a lot of the, the, those times, and that's a, I think you're so close to it. I'm so close to it that we see some of the innovation and everything else. If you think about the business community, how how close they are to it, and the things that you can transaction into, that's actually what we're talking about—a network effect. Every single additional node that comes on, person, business, per, everywhere, is making yeah. them stronger. And 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 it's and that's why it's almost a certainty that it, it that it that it moves out. I don't think that network effect can stop now with the innovation. no. There are so many networks effect. There's networks effect, effects on upon network effects. So like uh, everyone is in, incentivized to to act in their own self interest, and that helps the network from miners to users to node node owners and like businesses. Every everyone is incentivized in the. Uh, in, in the right way for this to to take off yeah but for but, but for the average person right now you like so you you see it yes you can make it work you could actually set up your own node you could do this the average person saying i'm going to install this on my phone and pay for everything we're still a ways away from that yeah. um we're going there it's going to happen but uh, but we're still a ways away but it's it's kind of happening it's it's hap- i think it's happening faster than most people uh, realize i i have uh any of you know uh, about the development of Light Knight? You heard about this game like Fortnite on, on Lightning? I have, Be- yeah. Because uh, like Fortnite is a phenomenon. Uh, I'm just watching my kid uh, playing and uh, he speaks English now. He didn't uh, like a couple of months back. And it just happened out of the blue because of, because of Fortnite. And, and the... the uh, and, like a half a year ago, you could you could see uh, kids all over the all over the world doing this loser dance. Oh, the, maybe two years ago, but like everyone, mm-hmm. every kid in the world was dancing the same dance because of this game. And and these network effects. Once once we get the lightning network to kids, so kids can can use this as like instead of uh, like pebbles and trading cards and stuff. That's that is going to be global and that's that's going to be weird like pokemon pokemon go is the example i use in the book uh, which had like 50 million users in in 2 weeks compared to the tv that took like f- 50 years or something so 
so all, all the all the underlying technology needed for kids to adopt lightning is uh, is already there so all they need to do is to download an app jack everett is uh, he's designing games on on thunder games for for kids they're they're fun little games for kids to play and you know, bitcoin bounce and uh, turbo 84 and you win some sats and it's paid to you via Lightning. But the only way you can get that off the game is to download Wallet of Satoshi or Zebedee. You know, he, he, he does it really, really easily for them to understand. So if they've got a phone in the hand, they're going to find it at some stage. It's going to come across their radar without a doubt. One of their friends, uh, me, parents, whoever, um, you know, Lauren and Samuel, they want to pick my phone up and, and play this Turbo 84 and see if they can win some sats. And, and to or, them, or tie or tie that into where you're going, Daniel. Just in the incentive structure into this, or and maybe that's a small game today, and it doesn't break through like uh, like one of the other big games. But eventually, you're going to tie this into some big game, and the incentive structure will feed back on mm-hmm. it. It'll uh, and if if Fortnite doesn't, a different company that wants to uh, to beat Fortnite will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, I, I remember the gold gold rush in 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 World of Warcraft uh, like ten years ago, uh, and there were all uh, offices in in China, people just running around in this virtual world uh, mining Warcraft gold, and then they released an expansion and they fucked up the entire economy. So, well, it wasn't a business anymore. Uh, <laughs> And I, I thought about that, and I wrote an article about that because that is akin to uh, how how state economies work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's not an analogy for Bitcoin; it's an analogy for a, for a central bank because they have a central authority, uh, you know, setting the rules for everyone else. But but it's so fascinating what a, what a network effect can do, and especially among kids, and if if there's a big game or something like. It can happen so fast, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, my hopes right, are well, up. Yeah. Guys, I mean, we've we've just had a good hour and a half conversation. Three Bitcoin maxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty level-headed, wouldn't you say? We're, say? we're not just yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing too weird. Yeah. <laughs> no this quantum is, physics or uh, like if only uh, <laughs> if only mainstream economists and professors would actually sit down and listen to a few of these podcasts they might learn something they will they, they will princey your uh your podcast i'm sure is is being being listened to by many of them well fingers crossed and it's only the guests that put uh, that uh pull in the uh the listeners but guys it'd be remiss of me to ask you the orange pill question so i'm going to go with jeff if you had one orange pill left to give, who would you give it to and why? Oh. Powell. Powell. <laughs> um. <laughs> and you know why. <laughs> yep. Can you? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I think I said this when, when I was on with Breedlove. Uh, Douglas Murray mm-hmm. on top of my list. Uh British author, uh, really clever guy. And hopefully if John Vallis is, uh, he, he was a bit coy on the show the other day when I asked him about Jordan Peterson and, and having him booked. So we've got fingers uh, crossed oh, there. He, 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 starts- would be, he, he should be like, I can't imagine him not being 
um, a Bitcoin uh, advocate uh, with the way he thinks. Yeah, but he's so early in his journey, though. He's, he tweeted something about blockchain technology today, and I was, ah, fuck. He was so close. <laughs> I'm, uh, had him. I'm, on, I'm on with uh, Lex Fridman at the, uh, at the end of April. So, oh. uh, so, so I, uh, he's, uh, he's obviously really interested, specifically Bitcoin and, and learning a lot. That'll be fun. John so you, Cleese. John Cleese. That's another one. There's another one. Yes, Before he dies. Big Python fan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you All say you're Python. going on Lex's show? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. And are you at the moment um, working with Rob on um, the the next uh, edition of the What Is Money show? Um, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, we've we've done them all. I think they're going to come out early April. So uh, so so yeah, it was it was great. Uh, you know, uh, Robert's awesome, uh, and uh, and that was a really good uh, really good conversation. Excellent. Really looking forward to that. All right, Canute, do you have anything uh, left to say before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'd like to change my answer again, please. <laughs> <laughs> You've only been on the show about four times already. Yeah, but I always <laughs> say at least five names when you ask this question because yeah. I'm never prepared for it. But uh, if I haven't said it before, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. You have said that was your first ever one. Uh, oh, okay. Was, I said that already. You, but you who, who wouldn't want to see Bitcoin on South Park? <laughs> and I think I even challenged you to write the script for them and just uh, you know email it, uh, you know, cold email them a script for uh, for South Park. Uh, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? And, and please make sure um, you will come back to you, Canute, as well. Please make sure you uh, let people know where to come and find you. I, I'm all good. Uh, find me at, at Jeff Booth on Twitter. Uh, and it's great, great to be on again, Daniel. Thanks a lot. And Canute, thanks for organizing this. Oh, I, I organized this? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You yeah. did, Canute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, th thank you for being my PA. That's, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Jeff, uh, first and foremost, for taking the time to to, to talk with me and uh, Daniel. And you, you'll find me on Twitter, um, at Knut Svanholm. And you find my books on Amazon, where you can find Jeff's book as well and Daniel's book as well. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, there's four books between us. <laughs> yeah, if you're following me on Twitter, there's uh, there's some new videos in the works. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm hoping we can do some more of those. I really enjoy making those videos with Guy Swan and Yoni Appleberg. That's they're very, they are very cool. That, they that's are my excellent. Favorite oh, hobby right now. And what what you forgot to shill is your your latest clothing line. Can yeah, it, but you, it's sold you out. Gonna, you, 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 you can't get you, any. Uh, of <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought there'd have been a scarce commodity? Yeah, only two hundred and ten of them. Uh, but there is, there is actually one still left. It's a hoodie with it has this same logo uh, uh, for the people watching on YouTube. That's the everything divided by twenty-one million logo. But the one that you can still that you that's still for sale is uh, this same thing, but the uh, infinity sign has laser eyes. And that will be uh, on sale uh, for, until uh, we hit 100K. 
So that's also like for a limited, that's a limited edition over time. So uh, where do people might, find it? Can it? They can find them on uh, it. The site is called Bitcoin Movement or BTC, uh, MVM, and T. It's like abbreviated. Uh, but it, okay. Yeah. So search for uh, Bitcoin Movement. I'll, I, I think you, that should. That I'll put it in the show notes. That's a, a Google phrase. Yep. Excellent. Great idea. All right, guys. Great to hang out. And uh, I look forward to the next one. Thanks, guys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Bye. See you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Knut and Jeff. And again, to Knut and Jeff, if you're listening back to that, that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed watching you guys explore your beautiful minds and tackle some of the the big issues and what we're facing, what the future might look like. You've both done such amazing work in the space, Knut, uh, with your books. Uh, Jeff, with, with your book, The Price of Tomorrow. You know, as you said in the interview there, you've been kind of taken aback by the reaction from the Bitcoin community, but you, you've touched on a subject here that it's turned everybody's minds upside down, but it's just so damn obvious when you actually look at it. And kudos for you, to you, excuse me, for, for writing that and taking that challenge on. And it's really nice to hear that whilst you did that, you kind of, that was a defining moment in, in tumbling down the rabbit hole uh, headfirst to find all of us plebs halfway down trying to figure all of this out with you at the same time i hope to see both of you guys in miami i hope to see as many people as possible in miami let's just hope fingers crossed we can all get there uh, especially if you're going to be traveling across from europe it would be such a great brilliant fitting conference for us all to come together and uh, spend some actual time with each other and share a beer and a steak dinner but uh, like i said fingers crossed Guys, it's been great doing this show. I really want to make sure that you um, pay attention to some of the services that are available to you out there around the world. If you want to start stacking some sats, you can do that in the UK. Go across to coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. That's a UK Bitcoin only exchange and you can set up weekly buys with them as well. Across Europe, you can use Relay, R-E-L-A-I.ch. Download the app, link your bank account, and start up a weekly service where you can start Euro cost averaging into some Satoshis. If you're in the US, thank you everybody over there for listening. Really appreciate you tuning in. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. That will get you a free 10 bucks and you can start your stacking journey. These guys have you covered. Best team of bitcoiners in the space they are just amazing they will help you out reach out to any of these companies they have your best interests at heart and they will help you once you have started stacking though you've got to take control of them get them onto your own hardware wallet you can find the bitbox o2 bitcoin only edition at shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten and make sure you get the bitcoin uh the bitbox o2 bitcoin only edition then you're golden bitcoin only companies bitcoin only wallet bitcoin only podcasts 
we got you covered. Really appreciate you guys listening in. Go to the, uh, the once-bitten.com website if you want to learn more about me and check out my book on Amazon, Choose Life. Catch you on the next show, guys. Thanks so much.